Pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy wrapping up a loss to the Titans in Nashville. Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight. We'll be joined by Chuck Pagano, the Bears veteran defensive coordinator, coming up at 7.30. Matt, uh, good evening. And first and foremost, how is the team related uh, to their health at the moment, the cases of COVID and any concerns moving forward? Yeah, hey, Jeff. Um, we're still kind of going through all that. I think that Andre's done a great job in regards to you know, everyone's different level uh, where they're at the la- from last week with those guys. And so we'll, we'll just keep an eye on that here moving forward. We do have that extra day this week, which which does help in regards to uh, if a guy has symptoms or no symptoms. But for the most part, um, hopefully feel a little bit better about it. When, when word leaked yesterday about Lechavius Simmons, a uh, first uh, reaction I had was, uh-oh, because on the trip and you guys did what you did to quarantine him, but – as players, I mean, everyone saw a quote from Allen Robinson. It is a cause of concern, you know, because he was on the flight and whatnot and Deion Bush. Do you have to play psychologists a little bit with the team also to calm nerves? Yeah, there's a lot of calls that, that are made, um, you know, the, when you find out. You just want to make sure, I think the biggest thing that the players appreciate is making sure they're in the loop as to what's going on with the communication. So when stuff does pop up, there's a, the logistics and the, and the timeline of how it goes down and what can be said and not said. And then there's that communication process. Our guys have been great with that. And uh, for the most part, I thought it's been really good there. So Lechavius Simmons gets a limo ride home. And yeah. Deanne Bush drives home. And that had to be the plan, right? To coordinate all that and to tell a player this is what you got to do to keep us all safe. Uh, that has to be an interesting conversation. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, and for them to understand that, I know for Lechavius, it was kind of a homecoming of sorts for him to come back to Tennessee and play. And, uh, you know, his, his high school coach had a, had a ticket ready to see him play. And then all of a sudden he gets this news, you know, in the middle of the night. So it's crushing. Uh, it's, it's hard, but it is where we're at right now. It's 2020. And I think it's all about how we're going to respond. And so it's not easy. All right, let's talk about the game. Big picture. Uh, take us a 30,000 foot view from your vantage point on the current state of affairs. Yeah, I would say this, I would say, um, starting with the, with the good, um, with the defense, I thought the defense played really, really well. Uh, Might have been their best game of the season. Was fired up about the way that they played on that defensive line. Stopping that run game um, was was really good to see. Two games now, back-to-back, both of our linebackers, Roquan and Danny, just flying around making plays. Uh, the whole unit in general. Uh, they, they basically, you know, uh, on the long pass there for the touchdown, Buster played really good defense, and it was just really great offense. That's that's the game of football. And then we gave up that that deep cross there over the middle towards the end of the game for 30 yards down to the two. Other than that, what a job by the defense. Special teams did a great job. Uh, field position-wise, I thought, uh, you know, Dwayne did a really good job of fielding punts and doing a great, you know, just giving us that field position. We got the fake punt. It's, it's a shame that we couldn't turn it into anything. We've been working on that for weeks. And to be able to hit it was awesome. Uh, offensively, as we all know, it's been a struggle. It's been hard. Um, but you know us, Jeff. We're, we're uh, it would be easy to quit, but none of us are going to do that. We're going to keep plugging away. Uh, and then usually these are the times where the the success stories at the end of the year they callous you a little bit. And you and you always look back and you say, how did I handle that? Did I quit? Was I a blamer? Did I point fingers? Did I suck it up? And did I did I fix it? And you know, until the end of the season comes, you're not gonna you're not gonna see any quit from us on offense. When the coaches get together, we we've touched on these things before, but as it gets deeper into a season, and there isn't much difference in the production of the offense at this point, are those raw meetings? Are those meetings vocal? Are they hot? Are they 
constructive? How would you describe, or is it all the above when you and your offensive coaches get together about it all? Yeah, no, they're, they're, uh, they are. There's a lot of times where, um, depending on the situation, there, there can be some times for sure without getting too much into details where they do get a little bit hot, you know, and I think that's for us as coaches to, to know and understand and probably, uh, it would probably be good for a few fans to, to, to sit in some of those and hear what's said, just to have a taste of where we're at and, and how we look at this thing. And that it's just not a ho-hum. We're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over. Um, but uh, when things continue to keep going over and over, that's where, you know, you get that point as a coach where you say, okay, uh, here's where we're at and we got to try something new. We got to try something different. And for us, uh, we're like, like I just said, uh, you know, earlier this morning, talking to the coaches and talking to other people, we're going to evaluate all that stuff. And you told the media that as well, because now it's almost a weekly question. Are you going to give up the play calling? And so uh, you're at no uh, requirement to shed light on that because there is the competition aspect of it as well and keeping things in house. And if in fact, something like that does happen, we may not know about it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and honestly, you, you know me, Jeff, you know, you know that, you know that I'm going to do whatever is best for this team. And, and it has whatever that is, we will do. And I, and I said that this morning in regards to, uh, to just like you said, in regards to any type of advantage that another team could get. Uh, I just hope everybody can understand that, you know, whether it's an injury or whether it's something on that topic, uh, it has nothing to do being personal. It's just kind of where we're at, and I think a lot of other coaches would be the same way. All right, so when you're calm plays, a big part of it is, you know, putting guys in the right position to succeed, having those players believe they're being put in the right position to succeed, and then building your plan throughout the course of a game. But at the same time, it's the little things more and more. It's looking at the little things that derail an offense. The little things are becoming big things. Would that be the main headline here about the offense in 2020. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> for sure. And you've heard me say it over and over. I think it's real. It's a really touchy subject when you start questioning effort. And that's never been the the question with these guys, the effort, the efforts there. These guys are awesome guys, um, coaches and players. And so what, what we got to do as a group of leaders is just that number one, we as coaches, this is now at the point in time when you get to this point where it's now the player's job, the leaders of that offense, right? Whoever you are, the leaders of that offense, this is your time to step up and this is your time to get this thing, to help get this thing right. I truly believe that. And they know that. And I can say that to you on here because they know that I'll say that to them. I'll also say that to myself as a leader and to our other coaches as a leader. So this is when we rally around each other. Uh, if, if you're a leader by your actions, then, then lead that way. If you're a leader vocally, then lead that way. But these times is when Doc Rivers used to tell us too, right, in the offseason, this is when you lean in. You don't separate. You don't start pointing fingers. You don't start having crappy practices, none of that. You, you, you lean in together and you figure, the, you figure the thing out. And when you figure it out, uh, it's a pretty sweet deal. And that's kind of what we're reaching for right now. And when we do figure it out, which we will, when we do figure it out, uh, that's when it's going to make all this stuff that we're going through right now a lot better. Foles the throw, right side, caught by Ryan. No, Burrows into the end zone for the touchdown. Splitting Borders and Bayard. And the Bears have their first touchdown of the game, 5.06 remaining. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. And get the latest Bears news, photos, and videos delivered straight to your mobile device. Download the Chicago Bears official app, brought to you by Verizon. Just heard Ryan Null's first NFL touchdown. Uh, that sprint to the end zone, just getting north 
north and south. Reminded me a little bit about J.P. Holtz last year when he got a few touches. Just put his head down and go. Yeah, no doubt. It was great to see him get that touchdown. And I like I loved his energy that he had on the sideline. And again, um, you know, when David went down and he came in, uh, he's able to be that next man up. And and so Ryan's been a guy like you said that that's been able to really grow into his role and understand who he is. A great he does a great job for us on special teams. And then yesterday had a couple big plays. So. Um, I'm proud of him. I want to see him keep growing, and, and he's definitely can, can do great things for us. The Titans' defense uh, yesterday in the second half loosened coverage a little bit, but are you dismissing the 17-point fourth quarter? For for us, you know, we got to be able to score more in the first quarter and then, you know, to to the third quarter score score there as well. So, you know, our guys didn't quit. We kept fighting. Um, they go into more of a prevent defense. It's more predictable as to what they're doing. But we did keep fighting. We did score. We did make good throws. We did make good catches. We protected. So, but we got to understand like that first drive of the game or that second drive or that third drive uh, is, is, you know, you can't have three and outs. We got to be able to work off of our defense, go down there and get points. That's what we got to focus on. Oh, kind of an interesting stat, but 17 of 17 to the backs and tight ends for 139 yards. Is it enough bang for your buck? Well, I think you probably see a lot more of that, uh, Jeff, when you get behind like we were, and then you get a little, lot of the check downs is where that can jump up and be a little bit off. But uh, no, the, the the running backs and the tight ends in the pass game in this offense are supposed to be on the higher end in regards to the reception. So, um, again, we just – we want to be able to uh, – I think I was really – I was disappointed with our red zone, yeah, really in that big red zone area, you know, that 25, 30-yard area where you're in that, that field goal slash kick four-down territory. And that's where I thought yesterday we just – we weren't good enough. All right, let's dig deeper into the defense because it does deserve a ton of credit. They knew the task at hand was to slow down uh, – King Henry there, uh, but they did it in a, a very big way because a lot of hats on the ball. That's what the defense was tasked with by Chuck Pagano this week, and they really delivered. And, and Roquan was all over the field, and Danny Trevathan. we got to talk about Danny because when he's going down the field breaking up a pass play, I mean, that was a heck of a play. It was. Those linebackers played unbelievable. I mean, just flying around, Danny just making tackles, form tackles against Henry in the hole on, on a couple power plays and Roquan flying around. And I think back, you know, those two guys the past two weeks have put the best back-to-back games together as a tandem since they've been here. Um, the other part, too, that I think is really important is that that, that defensive line and those outside linebackers just set, set in the mode up front um, with with, uh, with McCullers and, and Hicks and you know what what a what a great way those are two big individuals now when you put those two guys out there to stop the run uh, I thought Dan Dan McCullers did a great job uh, you know matching there with with Hicks and then you know uh, these other guys come in and just I thought overall like you could really feel us stopping that run and we forced them into some quick play action plays we made some nice plays they really had two plays in that game. Uh, one was for a touchdown, and one was to get them down to set up a touchdown. But for the most part, really, really proud of our defense. Again, we're we're not, we're not getting those takeaways and those turnovers. Had an opportunity early in the game. Um, you, you, you know, you love to coach off of a, a broken up pass, but I know Kyle probably is wishing he had that little pick six there. And but we'll, one of the, the it, it'll start turning our way. Yeah, you mentioned McCullers. We got to also mention Brent Urban and Mario Edwards uh, because they're. They're really enjoying this defense right now, too, and playing some aggressive play up front and putting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, I think aggressive is a key word. I mean, they fly around. And, you know, Brent Urban is 
is is a is a tall tall individual and then he also he does a great job i think of getting his hands into the vision of the quarterback being able to try to tip balls and then mario mario is just uh he just flies around and beats guys with his speed and had a huge sack so all those guys you know jay rogers is doing a really really good job of moving those guys around putting them in different spots a bunch of the the, the twists and the games up front that helps our linebackers make plays in the run game and then these DBs breaking on balls. And I thought Jalen Johnson had a really, really good game yesterday. He also had a chance at an interception. He did. And he, and he made a nice breakup. Uh, and and th- those will start coming. But those safeties, uh, uh, the corners, they're, they're really coming together right now. You, you see it. You feel it. Uh, again, we get this offense rolling. We just we, we do more on offense. And it's going to be really good to see this complimentary football. They're going to fake it. They're going to snap it and hand it off to the near side, to the 40, to the 45. And it's Mingo for the first down on the fake punt. Bears pick up the first down. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy. The fake punt on the 11-yard run by uh, Barkevius Mingo. What, what are we calling that play? We got a name for it? <laughs> I'm sure. T- yeah, we, we call it Sally at 7. That's uh, that goes back to the Delaware, the Delaware wing T days when I was there. But Tabes likes to call it that because that's what that's what, what the first time I saw that I, I mentioned that looks like Sally at seven and uh, the little counter handoff. So Tabes has been working on that for weeks, and uh, you know you had to hit the right time. And I, I give Coach Tabes a lot of credit. He he saw the way that they were playing, and what a what a great call at that time to be able to hit it. Uh, and and I just I that's a way to be aggressive in attacking. And when you hit those. Uh, it's really, really a, a great spark to the team, and uh, that's probably one of the parts in the game where I'm just a little, little, little disappointed that uh, offensively we didn't turn that into seven points. Sally at seven. I think a lot of fans would get a kick out of understanding the background on some of the names of these plays. Well, Sally at seven <laughs> is a little. Uh, it's a little fake zone zone read counter back to the to the wing back in the Delaware wing tee so it looks like you're handing it off one side and then you hand it off underneath to the to the running back or the wing back heading the other direction in a counter so that's just what it looked like to me uh and so we called it that and I always I tell Taves man just let me know when Sally at seven's coming and so we talk about it all week and then he he feels them out as to where they're at and then again uh he called it at a great time as you learned in 18 you've learned that the traits and the skill sets of some of your players are not just restricted to their position or their position group that they have athleticism that you can carve out a, a plan for them uh, I do you miss being able to use some of those guys in other ways offensively. That, that's the part that you really like is that creativity of being able to get into all that and do that. And, um, you know, we just got to continue to battle through that. And then when the time comes that we got to use them, we'll do them. We have them in there now. We just, it's just a matter of getting to them. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Dwayne Harris, Matt, uh, proven to be a gutsy return man back there. He catches everything and he wants to go. That, that one bomb punt that he caught over his shoulder it could have been a disaster, uh, but he turned it into something positive and, and really helped you get better f- field position than you would have. But, you know, he had 64 punt return yards in the game. The first eight games of the year, you had 47 total. So he, he's been a difference guy. Yeah, without a doubt. He's been awesome back there. The last couple games, I mean, he tricked me uh, last week. He tricked me in one that he I thought he was just going to let hit, and he didn't, and he just got it last second. And saving us major field position and doing a great job with it. He's a guy that we're trusting back there. Uh, uh, when, when you have that, that that's huge. And so uh, I feel good about that. That's a credit to, to Ryan Pace and his guys for, for finding him and bringing him in and getting him in here. And now 
to let him go play football. So I'm really, really proud of him. I think Dwayne Harris is a great player back there. Quick injury update. You don't play until Monday night, so we're not going to know a lot of things. But you did uh, tell everybody today, Sherrick McManus, who's had a tough year. He's been banged up quite a bit now with a broken index finger. What's that mean for him down the road, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It could be a possibility IR um, just with him and, and where he's at. I mean, he's been a, a really such a great soldier for us and being able to be a great teammate and obviously special teams and, and then has, has a great role in the in the defense. So it'll give somebody else an opportunity to step up, but we love the way Sherrick's been playing. And David Montgomery officially in the concussion protocol. I, I thought for a moment it was a shoulder. So when he was coming off the field uh, just from the t- quick TV shot, but how do you keep his spirits up also? Yeah, uh, well, David's an emotional player, which I love. He's, it's a good emotion. Um, he cares immensely uh, about his craft. He cares immensely about this team. He cares immensely in being able to be out there with his buddies and his teammates and his coaches. And so, um, you know, a lot of this is out of all of our control. Uh, he's got to do everything he can to take care of himself. And then when the time's right, we'll, we'll see where he's at. But um, y- you always want to have – 11 David Montgomery's on your team because he's a special, special player. All right. You've uh, very familiar with the Vikings, had great success against them so far in your career, and they're coming off a couple of wins. But uh, Dalvin Cook's getting everybody's attention right now. Yeah. Anytime you have over 20 carries and, you know, 200 yards, you're averaging 10, 10 a carry. That's pretty good. So our defense is going to be challenged again against the run. They like to set things up off of that with a bunch of naked play actions and shots. So defensively, uh, we'll have to, you know, really be focused in on that. And then, again, offensively, I think we need to worry about ourselves right now and make sure that, that we take care of us. And uh, But, again, they, they've always – I know they're a little, they've had some changes on defense and they've made some different moves. But uh, Coach Zimmer does a really good job with his defensive scheme and the things that they do, and so we're going to have our hands full. Lastly, one game in 20 days now. Uh, does that help this team? Yeah, I, w- I would say uh, right now, health wise, and then with the with the buy coming up, we're at a position where again, it's it's this is a big one. Now you also talk about division games, right? So we, you know, it's always very very important. Uh, it's one of the, when I first got here, it was one of the first things that Coach Dick has said to me was win your division games. You win your division games, and and you take care of everything else. And so um, that's got to be a main focus for us is making sure that we we do that because we're going to have several here in a row coming up. All right, Matt, we'll let you go. Uh, good luck with the prep this week, and we'll talk to you down the road. All right, see you, Jeff. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Jeff Joniak, welcome in. Defensive Coordinator Chuck Pagano. Chuck, how are you doing this evening? You all right? Yeah, doing good. Uh, your defense was great yesterday. I, I know the team uh, overall did not get the win, but uh, everything that you had probably hoped for in stopping the run – and just the way they uh, played that game yesterday, ferociously, you had to be pleased with. Yeah, the guys, uh, the guys rose up and uh, challenged themselves. Um, did a great job all week preparing. Coaches did a great job preparing them, um, you know, for that scheme. And you know, they had been running the football. Uh, obviously, Henry had been doing a great job leading the league, all that stuff. So collectively, um, those guys went out and did a great job and and um, pretty much shut him down. He had the one the one run that. Shoot, we missed a couple tackles there. We could have really, really shut them down. But uh, proud of the guy's effort. And, again, there's no moral victories, as you know, uh, in this stuff. We win as a team and we lose as a team. And there's some things that I got, you know, I could have done better and, and we collectively could have done better. And, and uh, we'll work on those and get those cleaned up and move on. Kind of teased the media last week about a, um, a number in mind for Derrick Henry. Did you did you reach your goal? You know what? We we came pretty close, and it was, uh, again, I asked the players, you know, on Saturday after our last meeting, 
you know, what they what they wanted to do. And I, I put it on Akeem. I said, what is it? And he said, 50, 50 yards and, uh, you know, minus the one, you know, we would have we would have been right there. But still a hell of an effort by those guys on a on a really good offense and a really good run game, really good back. And you needed everybody. He kept saying a lot of hats to the ball, and that started right right away. Buster Screen, smallest guy on the field, bringing him down, getting low on, on a 250-pound freight train. Yeah, he read the play, you know, beautifully and got the got the TFL. I think we're talking about the same same play. And yeah. he had four or five, you know, really good plays. But, um, you know, we, we talked about you don't want to go high on this kid. You know, he's got the best stiff arm you know, in the National Football League, and we've we seen him throw a bunch of guys out of the club, you know, <laughs> with that stiff arm. But, uh, you know, our guys, um, you know, again, the front front seven, the two linebackers, you know, Danny Rowe played lights out. The defensive line, you know, uh, did a great job, like you said, of, of, you know, maintaining their gap integrity, playing square, tearing off blocks. You know, Mean Joe, we call him Mean Joe, Green Mile, D-Clips, whatever you want to call Big McCullers for, for his first game. He got better as the game got going. He got warmed up and lathered up, and he made he made some great plays. You know, some big time plays in there. Keem, you know, Keem made plays, and secondary guys came up when that thing bounced and got that kid on the ground. So, again, uh, you know, kudos to those to those guys. They did a hell of a job. We, we must talk more about uh, Danny Trevathan and Roquan's misplay yesterday because they were all over the place. The play Danny going down the uh, the field with the with the receiver and breaking up that pass and maybe even could have intercepted it if it fell just right, was one of the best plays I've seen him make. Now, we've said this in consecutive weeks. Uh, that was the best play of the year for Danny Trevathan. Now he's got another one. So uh, are we seeing uh, him getting his legs now completely under him and rolling? Yeah, no doubt about it. That was, uh, that was a special, special play, you know, made by a special player. Um, sniff it out, number one, and then, and then make that play uh, down the field on a, on a you know, excellent wide receiver or he did just, just phenomenal i mean I've, I've not seen a a play made like that uh by a by an inside backer off of play action in a long long time um truly amazing i mean but you know mark mark de leon does a phenomenal job of coaching those guys and you know two weeks ago he said you know it's the best game those two guys played and we walked in there today and we went over the tape you know with coach nags and and uh, the D staff, and he said, this is the best game those two guys have played in, in for two weeks in a row. I mean, they've been rock solid. as good a combo, um, I think, right now as there is in the league. And, um, again, Mark does a great job with them, and those guys, those guys study. They practice really well. And usually when you practice uh, like they practice and, you, and you're doing really well, you, you know, Good and bad, it shows up on Sunday, and, and their, their preparation is really showing up. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at whipley.com. We're with Chuck Pagano, the Bears defensive coordinator. Let, let's talk about Jalen Johnson. According to the Pro Football Focus, zero yards in coverage, had a couple pass breakups. So his incompletion rate now down to 22.4%, fifth best among all cornerbacks in the NFL. Does that represent... From what you saw on tape again this morning, how he played yesterday? Yeah, he had his uh, he had his best outing um, of the season yesterday. It was um, you know as close to being fl- flawless as you can be. Uh, his technique, his eyes. Um, you know when he had to come up and run support, he came up and uh, you know run support. You know that that 
that third down play, you know, on the two minute deal and backed up, you know, and him and King got in on that tackle. I mean, he was, he was phenomenal. Again, his technique was, was uh, outstanding. Um, you know, he, he made plays, he had PBUs and um, those are, those are really good wide receivers. And, and he's, he's been challenged uh, a ton and mo- most guys, you know, especially rookies, they get challenged like that, um, you know, their first year. I've seen a lot of them go straight in the tank, mm. you know, and lose their stinger and lose their confidence. And and this kid, this kid, we knew from the, you know, from the beginning, just going through training camp and stuff, once he finally got on campus with everybody else, that he had something special about him, something a little bit different. So really proud of, uh, of Jalen and um, Deshae's done a wonderful job with him. Uh, and, and the kid is, uh, he's a bright kid. He's a smart kid. He gets football. He's got talent. He's got length and all the things you're looking for, you know, in a cover corner. Um, but yeah, he, he had a, he had an excellent outing. You dialed up some very impressive run blitzes yesterday. Uh, tell us the genesis of that. You know, there's certain things that, that we've have in the system, um, that, uh, you know, if you get the you get the right situation, um, you get a personnel group. Like, there's some of those that you just don't you can't dial up because they're not going to be in a say a, a fullback oriented offense, a two back offense. And so, um, those are things that we've had. And, and again, the guys um, the guys did a great job executing those things. And um, it wasn't it wasn't perfect by any means. But again, we got really good players, and and they understand and they get things and they communicate and. They just they have the ability to overcome some some of their coaching. Number one and number two, you know, when guys get sideways, they cover up for each other. So um, they did a good job executing yesterday. You know, someone asked me yesterday, hey, what what does the defense have to do now moving forward because the offense still is not as productive as as the hope was? I said, well, the defense just got to keep doing its job. You just got to keep going and help out the team the way you can. No, and that, you're exactly right. Uh, Jeff is that's exactly what you know we all know what we signed up for and you know that's 16 weeks and then hopefully if you do good enough in those 16 weeks you you get in the playoffs and and you make a run at that trophy and um, like we got we got good men we got high character guys that you know they keep their blinders on and their earmuffs on and they they come to work every single day and they prepare you know for for these opportunities they're you know they, it seems like a lot but they're not and so, you know, they're going to take advantage of every last one of them and, and go out and, and, and play their guts out for, the, for their, you know, that decal on the side of their helmet for our fans, for the organization, for the McCaskey family, for the name on their, their jersey. Um, that means a lot to these fellas. Uh, means a lot to our coaching staff. I, I know that. So, um, you know, we got to, you know, the takeaways, you know, we had, we had yeah, opportunities when we talk about it, we yeah. talked about it. I mean, we've, we've got to find a way, you know, to, to take the ball away and score on defense. And, you know, we had an opportunity early, you know, uh, in the game, Kyle makes a great break on a, on a ball and talking to him, he said, it was a little bit surprised. He covered him so well, he was shocked that he threw it. You know, and um, but that's one that you we call it, uh, you know, missed opportunity for a big play. That was that was one Jalen on the on the one on our sideline. You know, I think the receiver did a nice job of knocking that thing out of there. But we got to find a way to continue to play consistent, good, hard nosed, you know, physical defense, get off the field on third down. But and that was a little bit, you know, uh, you know, they got us a little bit yesterday. That wasn't up to snuff for us, uh, for our standard. But the takeaways got to, and again, like you said, you, we can't press 
you know, and, and can't get, you know, try to go and do something, you know, crazy to try to make a play. You just got to stay consistent and, and, and keep doing your job. You know, I got to do mine, do it better. We all got to do our job just a, a little bit better. But if we press and try to go outside the framework of the, of the defense, then we'll hurt ourselves. The Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lauren Screeden cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 11.05 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago or watch anytime at chicagobears.com or on the Bears official app. Join the Chicago Bears Crib Club, brought to you by PNC, for access to exclusive content and sweepstakes geared for the youngest Bears fans. Visit chicagobears.com slash crib club. Our final segment here with Chuck Pagano before we turn him loose. How are teams doing with the big three? I call them the three kings, uh, Hicks, Mack, and Quinn, because uh, people can only look at sacks and form opinions. But even on the Bilal Nichols sack, Quinn made that happen. Yeah, he, you know, he came, you know, crashing under on, a, on an X stunt and, and Bilal played off of him. Um, and that's what our guys, our guys are getting a great, uh, doing a great job of, uh, you know, um, setting things up for each other, playing off of each other. But uh, those guys, I mean, every, you know, every passing situation, obvious passing situation, we're going to get a little bit more runs. You know, the first couple third downs, they ran the ball on us and got us, um, you know, which you usually don't see, uh, that slows, that slows down a rush, obviously. You know, and then you get the chippers, you know, they bring in O2 personnel, which is, you know, two tight ends and three wideouts, you know, and they put those guys on both edges to chip those guys. And so they have to do some things uh, unselfishly to, to set it up for other guys. Um, you know, 97's a rough rider. He got another another sack yesterday. Because Mario Edwards. The whole, the whole, the whole, you know, defense working together. The coverage was was spot on, and and you know, uh, Ryan had nowhere to go with the football, and he he did a great job of um, converting off a of, off a of play action, you know, and getting that sack. So um, they'll come. They just they just got to keep working. Can't get frustrated. Um, got to stay upbeat. A lot of juice. A lot of energy. Uh, stay positive. Um, and we'll get this thing turned around. Last week you had you guys preparing for Derrick Henry. This week you got to prepare for the dynamic Minnesota running back Dalvin Cook. Yeah, pretty pretty similar to Kamara, you know, a couple weeks ago. So we've been we've had our fair share of of, of backs to deal with, you know. Um, you know, Henry wasn't the the threat that those guys are on on third down, you know, and in, in the pass game. You know, pure, you know, same kind of uh, run game stretch, you know, cut, um, but different, different, different back. You know, um, you get Derek stopped at the line of scrimmage. You get him bottled up. He's not a stop, start, restart guy where these two guys, you know, and this guy coming up, Dalvin has, you know, he's got feet like a shorebird and, and he's, he hides behind that line of scrimmage and, you know, and he sees one crease and he puts a foot in the ground and he's north and south and he's gone, you know, and then the screen game, the check downs, the pat, third down, all that stuff. I mean, it's going to take a huge collective effort uh, to keep this guy contained. Feet like a shorebird. It's a quite seen, the visual, of those, course. You've seen those, right? Who doesn't love the ocean? Who doesn't love the beach? Feet like a I shorebird. I'm talking about. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, good yeah. luck in your prep, Chuck. Always wonderful to talk to you. Thanks a lot. Take care. That's a wrap on tonight's show. I want to thank Dan Brilli, Jordan Treadup, Andy Gersher, and Lisa Fielding. Most of all, to you for listening. Bears-Vikings coming up 420 with our pregame kickoff, 720 a week from tonight at Soldier Field. For Matt Nagy and Chuck Pagano, I'm Jeff Joniak. Have a good night. This is News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM, WBBM.